Hey, it's a great day at the Academy of Scholars, and this is Scholarly Speaking with Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson. This show originally aired on the Academy of Scholars Facebook page and YouTube channel on Friday, March 26th, 2021. It was our last day before a wonderful Easter break. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by the Academy of Scholars. Are you searching for a school for age four through sixth grade? Then check out the Academy of Scholars. Based in metropolitan Atlanta, Georgia, this exceptional private Christian school is where great education happens in both its in-person and premier online learning programs. Go to academyofscholars.com and join our virtual tour and open house today to see the in-person or online school you've been looking for. It's a great day here at the Academy of Scholars. Welcome to episode one of Scholarly Speaking with Dr. Stacey Lambert Johnson, Director of Student Success at the Academy of Scholars. And I'm Benny Crane Jr., the Assistant Director of Student Success. Today, we will be talking about why public school educators choose private schools at a greater rate than the general public. Thank you for joining us for today's live session. No matter where you're joining us from, whether you are at home or at work, we pray that you are having a great AOS day and hope that you can visit us here on campus someday soon. Let me remind our viewers that AOS is offering both in-person and virtual instruction. It's been awesome, Benny, having our scholars back on campus. Yes. I mean, the feel and spirit of the building is different when students are present. So true story, I wanna share this. Um, I'm on this whole weight loss journey. And, you know, in the very beginning, no one notices, maybe for about a couple of months, three months or four, they never notice when you're losing weight. Um, but I had this first grade scholar, little boy, who saw me in the hallway and he said one day, he's like, Dr. Johnson, you're Dr. Johnson, right? The principal at the school? And I said, yes, um, you see me every single day. He said, yeah, but today you look different. You look good. <laughs> uh, so, of course, you know, I laughed and I thanked him. But then I thought to myself, well, oh, my goodness, what have I been looking like? Ugh. So these are just some of the day-to-day -day interactions that we have with our scholars that it, they make you laugh out loud and they make you smile. It's been incredible having them back. I mean, yes. just think about it. On March the 13th of last year, I mean, it's just a, a year and two weeks ago, yeah. we said goodbye to our scholars thinking for two weeks, right? Yeah. And then we finished the rest of the school year virtually and then the entire fall. So the kids coming back has been a breath of fresh air. I was walking down the hallway with a fifth grader the other day and I was sharing with him that I was watching their Bible class and I had to learn the same Bible verse that they had to learn, except I had to learn the King James version, right? My mother right. thought that the King James version is the official version of the Bible. At least that's what I told right. the scholar. And he looks at me and says, your mom thinks LeBron James wrote the Bible. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, my mother does not think LeBron James right. read the Bible. But interactions like that is what makes yeah. coming to work worthwhile every it day. Is. And to my mother, who's probably watching this, sorry, I didn't mean to make a child believe that LeBron, that you think LeBron wrote the Bible. With that being said, we hope that you join in with us every week. What our intention is to do is to say hello to everyone who's uh, joining in on the on the live uh, show of the version. So uh, please chime in, make comments. We'll give you shout outs. We look forward to doing that every week that yes. we're in school from this point on. Yes. So on today's live session, I wanted to share with you some information that I garnered during my research, recent dissertation studies. 
So the topic, it was an interesting one. And I did promise my colleagues that I would share it with others once it was completed. Um, so I've not shared it with anyone else um, other than my dissertation committee. So you guys are the first ones to hear it today. So today, Benny and I will use an interview format to share some of that information. Yes, I get to interview the great Dr. Stacey Lambert Johnson, right? So Stacey, you've been a school administrator for over two decades. What year in uh, education is this for you? Um, okay, so Benny, I know I don't look it, but this is my 27th year in education. Wow, that's amazing. So <laughs> that has to mean that you've been educating children for over half your life, right? Yes. Benny, uh, I don't look it, but yes, I have. I have been educating children for over half my life. Um, I started in 1994 as a pre-K instructional assistant in the public school in Tallahassee, Florida. I then became a teacher in Tallahassee's first charter school. I was then recruited at Florida State University by Cleveland Public Schools, and I started there as a teacher, then an assistant principal, and then a principal. Um, I stayed with the Cleveland schools for 17 years, and then I worked in a suburb of Cleveland as a principal. And then in 2016, I was hired uh, through a nationwide search uh, as the chief learning officer, now director of student success at the Academy of Scholars. Um, I've been blessed. Um, I've been at AOS ever since, and I absolutely love it. So that means you've been a you were a public school administrator for much longer than you have been for a private school. Yes, I have. Um, I just have a profession. I, I love the profession. I have a passion for it. Um, and I know firsthand the impact that great educators can have on students. Now, Stacey, one of the things that I love about Stacey and uh, amongst all the things is how well informed that you want to be. You yes. put the work in. You didn't just come in and say, hey, I've been an administrator for umpteen years, so I'm good. You wanted to know what a great independent school looked like. So right away, the two of us visited other great independent schools to figure out, OK, what is it that they do? You started doing the research to find out why are independent schools, why are private schools so attractive? And ultimately, that led to your dissertation. Yes, it absolutely did. So when I relocated to Atlanta, I decided that I wanted to pursue my doctoral degree. Um, and I started in the spring semester of 2017. Uh, so when it was time for me to select a topic for my dissertation, I immediately thought about my experience in the public schools compared to my experience in an independent private school. So one of the first things I noticed after taking the job at AOS was how many of our parents were public school educators. Um, the number was staggering, not only teachers, but also assistant principals, principals, academic coaches, counselors, and college professors. And I really wanted to know why. My initial research did show that public school educators enroll their children in private schools more than the general public. Uh, so that did indeed become my dissertation topic. And I conducted a qualitative phenomenological research study. Well, wait, let me repeat that for a moment. Qualitative phenomenological research yes, study. Exactly. Try to say that at home five times <laughs> as quickly as you can to see if you can do it. I bet, I bet you can. It's okay? hard. So who are your participants in this story? Well, Benny, I talked to dozens of parents of our scholars who are public school teachers. Shout out to all those parents who participated in the study. Don't worry, you are still anonymous. Um, it was awesome because not only did I get insight um, for my study, but I also got to know our parents a little better. Oh, awesome. So what did your research find? My research found a lot, Benny. But let me first explain um, how the breakdown of my study. 
So there was one research question, the big question that I wanted to get answered. Um, and that was, of course, I already shared why public school educators enroll their children in private schools more than the general public. Answering this question led to other questions, which basically summed up why parents choose great schools like ours. Um, those questions are called sub-questions. So I had three sub-questions. And um, the first sub-question was, what factors influence why educators send their children to private schools? What perceived condition of public schools influence educators to send their children to private schools? And how do public school teachers' belief systems influence their decision to enroll their children in private schools? I'm sure parents that are watching and or will be listening to this are very interested in this because who better to choose a great school yeah. than those who are teaching or in the trenches for a living, right? Um, so hello to everyone who's joined us. It looks like that we're up to 17 people and counting. Uh, thank you for coming in. Uh, remember, make those comments and do us a favor. Call and tell your friends that we are live right now uh, and let them know that Dr. Stacey Lambert Johnson is about to break down her groundbreaking research, which show why public school teachers choose private schools for their children. So, Benny, today I'd like to talk about just one of the sub questions from my study, and that is what factors influence why educators send their children to private schools and provide a little bit more insight into what the participants said about particular factors. So the first factor is physical and environmental. Uh, the other factors that appeared most frequently uh, during the analysis of the interview transcripts were social and emotional factors, academic factors, and research conducted by parents. So what we'll actually do um, is each week we will discuss one of those factors and the themes that emerge during our live session. I'm excited because this is the first time I'm getting to hear about your study, at mm -hmm. least uh, in depth. So yes. uh, he here we go. Well, as it relates to physical and environmental factors, public school parents' perceptions of the environment at AOS were leading reasons for their decisions to enroll their own children here. Several aspects of the physical environment were discussed. Uh, these were recurring themes that surfaced during the interviews. Um, it is important to understand this, though. The information that I'm going to share with you is not meant to bash public schools. Not at all. I am a product of public schools. Um, I've had great educators in the public school system. Shout out to Mr. Meininger, my sixth grade teacher, um, Joseph Gomez Elementary School. Uh, shout out to Mr. Taylor, again, uh, Joseph Gomez Elementary School. Uh, Mr. Taylor, BCB uh, School in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Shout out to the islands. I'm an island girl. Island everybody. girl, island yes, girl. Yes, yes. All right. So I just wanted people to understand that this was a research study. Um, it was a qualitative phenomenological research research study, which basically means that the interview questions that were asked by the participants were their lived experiences, whatever those lived experiences were. Um, so the answers that they provided were their lived experiences that influenced their decisions to enroll their children in a private school. So we can't negate their lived experiences, whether or not we agree or disagree. So that being said, when interviewed, parents discussed the setting at AOS as being more positive, academically challenging, and supportive. So direct quotes from the parents stated, the setting at AOS was better, which allowed my child to thrive and made me feel good about him being in the school. Another parent commented on the school's calm climate. I can come out into the halls and I can hear a pin drop. 
If I am at a public school, it's chaos. Again, this statement was that parent's lived experience. Yet another parent stated, the school environment at AOS was impeccable and was the main driver in my school choice decision. Uh, that sounds amazing. Um, to be able to hear parents getting the value out yes. of the things that we're working hard so that they will get that value. Yes. And I can see that we're getting joined by more and more people, both uh, on Facebook and our YouTube. Remember, call your friends, let them know that we are here. Uh, we are talking about why public school educators choose private schools for their children, which really is um, illuminating because who better to tell you what's a great school than people who are doing it for a living. Absolutely, absolutely, Benny, I agree. Um, so another factor was smaller class sizes. Um, this is another factor under physical and environmental. Uh, parents mentioned frequently during the interview that the environment, um, that the smaller class sizes really made a big difference. So quotes there, I just felt like a smaller environment would be better than having, say, 22 kids in a kindergarten class. I think at that time he had a kindergarten class and it was only 12 kids in the class. Other participants believe smaller sizes allow teachers to provide students with more individual attention. And this parent stated, the class sizes at AOS are smaller. So we figured he could get more attention in a private setting than in the public setting where the school ratio is a little bit higher. Another parent stated, I just want my child to be valued and be noticed, not just a number among 1,200 students. I think the small classroom sizes allows for her to be more cared for. Oh, that's incredible. Because our mission is to provide a safe, supportive, interactive, and nurturing environment. Yes. And to hear that parents feel like they're getting that, that means a lot. Jeffrey wow. Gittimer says that if you say it, and talk about yourself, you're bragging. But if other people say, that's proof. And it feels good to know that with that hard work and effort that we're putting here for our scholars at the Academy of Scholars is really shining through. Yes. Um, and as it relates to smaller class sizes, I can actually empathize with those parents that did select that as a choice for uh, why they sent their children to a private school. I have two grown children. And when they were in school, my daughter went to high school. There were over 2,000 students in her high school, and she's a social butterfly, so it was no big deal for her. She did fine, uh, but probably in a smaller setting, she could have you know, done way better. Uh, my son, I knew that I was not going to send him to a high school that had over 2,000 students because in middle school, um, you know, he didn't give it his all. And I felt like if I sent him to that uh, high school, he would have fallen between the cracks. And so I found a private school uh, to send him to for his high school years. And that was the best de decision I ever made. Um, he actually, his graduating class only had about 70 students. So to go from 400 is what uh, the, the, the eighth graders at his school, when they graduated, there were 400 names that were called. We sat there and I was like, oh, when is this going to be over? <laughs> so for his high school graduation year, I mean, they were 70 students. So, you know, that made a big difference. And that's coming from a lifetime educator yes. um, who raised a nurse and a lawyer. Yes. So here again, here is girls. a public school um, uh, educator, a former public school educator, um, giving a kudos to private and independent schools. Yes, absolutely. So the next sub-theme was consistency and structure. And speaking of her public school experience, one parent shared, the lack of consistency and structure could create an achievement gap for my child. 
Another parent stated in regards to the reason why he enrolled his child at AOS, I felt it was important to start my child's education off with structure. Yet another parent said, I like the structure of AOS compared to the loosey-goosey structure of public schools. And finally, another parent stated, the structure of AOS makes it better run than most public schools. And that's a kudo to you as our leader and what we try to do as an administrative team. When Whether or not a new teacher is in or it's a veteran teacher, we have tried to create a, a consistent structure, a philosophy that everyone sticks with. And yes. no matter what happens, it's the way that we do things. It's called the AOS way. The we AOS. have a little book that we wrote about it, the AOS way. It's the manual. It's basically our Bible. Uh, so it, like Benny said, it doesn't matter whether whether it's the new teacher that just started or someone that's been here since we started in 2013. It's going to be the exact same. It's the AOS way. Yes. So another sub theme was control. Parents appreciated that private school settings afforded them more control over the things and people their children were exposed to. One parent stated, I think in a private setting, you get a little bit more control of your environment than you get in a public setting. And I think sometimes those outside influences can be controlled a little bit more in a private setting than in a public setting. Another, another parent stated, I just wanted to be more in control of her social, just as much as her academic. So they appreciated a, a greater sense of control over their children's academic outcomes, as well as their social development. Control for some parents also translated to the types of children that they had in their class, so their classmates, both in terms of socioeconomic status and ability levels. One parent stated, in a private school setting, you are just kind of socioeconomically grouped and similar. Another parent said, I can trust that my child's classmates are children I would want my child to be around, we, whereas the socioeconomic diversity in public school settings makes that more challenging. There was another comment. There were just very few options in terms of kids who you would trust to go to a birthday party with or that would even have birthday parties. Another parent believed that at the private school that her child was at, the Academy of Scholars, her children, her child was grouped with other children who had a similar drive for learning. And her comment was, I wanted him to be in an environment where the kids were more like him and they like reading and all this academic stuff. Stacy, if I may, I just want to reiterate a point that you made earlier mm -hmm. that these are the answers of the participants of the study and their lived experience. Their lived experience. That being said, in order for a scholar or a future scholar to get into the Academy of Scholars, they must take an assessment to yes. get in. We yes. must see their teacher recommendations and the principal recommendations and see their academic record. Mm -hmm. And that's not so much to be exclusive or exclusionary, but we want to make sure that when a scholar comes in, that he or she will be able to thrive and yes. not merely survive because if they come in and you have the rigor that we have and those high expectations, sometimes it can cause those behavior problems and those kind of things. And that's the whole reason why we do the things that we do. Yes, I absolutely agree. One of the things that um, I loved when I came to the Academy of Scholars was walking through the hallways and seeing students, uh, scholars with books as they were walking from class to class, reading, you know, just have it in front of them as they were walking. And then when they went to the cafeteria, they had the books 
sitting out there uh, reading while they were eating lunch. And then when they went to recess outside, they would have the blankets out, they'd have the books down and they're reading. Um, and it just, it warmed my heart because here at the Academy of Scholars, it's okay to be smart. It's okay to like reading. Yes. So it's not a stigma. Right. Yeah. So the final theme that emerged from my research around physical and environmental factors was proximity. Several parents explained that proximity of the school to their homes or workplaces was an important determinant for them, not only for transporting their children to and from school, but also ensuring their friends and family members were also nearby in the event of an emergency. One parent stated, location was a big thing just to make sure I could get them to and from. Surprisingly, though, although proximity was the leading factor for some parents, others explained that even if it created an inconvenience, they were determined to find a way to enroll their child at AOS. As one parent explained it, it didn't matter where the school was. I was going to let my child attend anyway. Another parent said, a public school is within walking distance of my home but the convenience of having a school nearby did not outweigh the desire I have to provide my child with a top-notch education. A top-notch education. Yes, and and with, with that being said, uh, we have over 40 different zip codes that oh, feed yes. into the school. So even though we are in Decatur, Georgia, in DeKalb County, uh, and we do have many uh, scholars who live in the area, we have over 40 different zip codes that feed in. So people are coming from all around metropolitan Atlanta to get this top-notch education. Right, and don't forget about AOS Online. Absolutely. The proximity is not even an issue with AOS Online. Yeah, now so you we, can live in another state. Like we have students in New yes. York. We have students in Florida. So uh, we look forward to our first Australian uh, scholar coming, <laughs> coming soon, right? Right. So in summary, my dissertation topic, why public school educators enroll their children in private schools more than the general public, found that there were factors that influenced why public school educators send their children to private schools. Those factors are physical and environmental, social and emotional, academic, and parent research. Today, I talked about the physical and environmental factors by sharing direct quotes from parents who are public school educators who have their children enrolled at the Academy of Scholars. I hope this live session was insightful and informative. And to learn more about our amazing school, the Academy of Scholars, please go to our website at academyofscholars.com. Join us next time when we return from Easter break for the continuation of our discussion on my dissertation why public school educators enroll their children in private schools more than the general public. So until next time, I am Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson. And I'm Benny Crane Jr. Saying goodbye, goodbye and be blessed. The Academy of Scholars, exceptional, Christian, affordable. The Academy of Scholars premier online learning program is the online school that's the right fit for your child. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum that includes classes like coding, giving your child the opportunity to take classes they will love. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning is the online school you've been looking for.